0: all boilers in this one welcome in Michigan basketball post game live following Michigan and Purdue out in West Lafayette Michigan falling uh, big time to the boilermakers it is a final 99 to 67. In this one, it was game number 19 on the season for Michigan. You know, they're going in playing at number two, Purdue. The Wolverines were a 17 and a half point underdog and they would be without point guard Doug McDaniel heading into this one. McDaniel serving that second of a five game road suspension. And the first half, the boilers were up by 14, 49 to 25. And it was more of the same in the second half, 99 to 67. And that adds up to a, yeah, over 30 point loss, 32 point loss uh, for Michigan. And so what do you take out of a game like this? You know, you didn't expect Michigan. I mean, you hope for miracles, I guess. Uh, Anything can happen. You get hot from uh, the three point line, you know, things like that. But, you know, Michigan, Michigan. And the, they uh, uh, they're up against it, you know. Not having McDaniel, uh, Jalen Llewellyn played his best game scoring wise. You know, he hit some back-to-back three, had a four-point play. You know, he was uh, he he did the best he could there. But you know, Michigan already, even if they have McDaniel, they're shorthanded when it comes to ball handlers. And you know, you 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 see that out there. Llewellyn getting his pocket picked. You see a couple of the turnovers it's uh, it's a one spot where they couldn't afford uh, an injury or in this case a suspension the odd road suspension for McDaniel and you know that's what they're up against and and there it is so um I, you know you go through the box score you you, you know like you say well well you, you take some positives or whatever else I, you know no you don't not when you lose by 32 i mean this is one where you know it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to lose by a uh, 32 points. It's tough to lose as it goes. And I know Purdue's the number two team in the country, but you know getting smoked, you know, nobody's going to have anything good to say about it. Nobody should have anything good to say about it. What are you going to say? Let's go to the next game, you know. And coming up, you know, not the next game, but the following game is Michigan State, and you know they're not ready to fight in that game. You know, State. We'll be looking to bury him as well. But I mentioned Jalen Welland. He had the 16-season high, career high at Michigan. And nice nice job there for Llewellyn. TW2 with 10 points, eight boards. Olivier Kamwa. I mean, this is a tough matchup for Kamwa. When, when Terrace Reed went to the bench, you know, they got to put – Olivier Kamwa, who's six nine on on the seven four, Zach Eady. Edie. Zach Eady's tough to guard for anybody, but I, you know you feel bad for Kamwa who had to deal with the big fella. And you know there were a couple times. There was one dunk that uh, you know Robbie Hummel said that Eady looked like Shaq. You know and he was throwing it down with a one hand punch. You know in traffic, you could see why he was saying that. Namari. Burnett, uh, seven points, three assists. Terrace Reed going up against the big man, ended up fouling out in this one, six points, 10 boards, not much from the bench. Uh, Trey Jackson in street close. Jace Howard was in and had seven points. He threw up four threes. And then George Washington, how about uh, George Washington? George Washington, the third with 10 points, a career high at Michigan. He had a board on uh, two of four shooting from downtown, two of four from the floor, four of four from the free-throw line. Those are the numbers, you know, when it comes down to Michigan. One of the things, you know, just as a, as an aside, entertainment-wise watching this game, Purdue, and I guess there's a few other teams in the Big Ten, It's it's a nice promotion if the opponent, misses two free throws you get a free chicken sandwich so every time somebody goes up to the stripe the crowd certainly the student section is encouraged to make a lot of noise and if you miss the first one then the crowd is going bananas thinking that you know they they might be able to get a free sandwich out of the deal and there was a point who was in that situation it was uh Will Cheddar. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't put Will Cheddar. He had four points in the game, and uh, he did miss that first free throw. He was able to bury the second uh, to the booze of the Boiler Faithful there, and, and they did not end up getting their chicken sandwich. You well, know, after a, a loss like this, Account 22, talking about cleaning house, John talking about, you know, it being pathetic – yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm not disputing any of that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. That's w- the intrigue right now. If Michigan plays like this, I mean, th- you could still make it. There's still people that can make a case for one more year for Jawan Howard. And what would be the case? The case would be. That Ward Manuel, this is his guy, and he brought him in, and that NIL really hasn't been a factor with Michigan. You know, I'm just making the case, I'm not believing the case, but there is a chance given the leash that Jim Harbaugh got. I know Jim Harbaugh was much more accomplished than Juwan Howard was first time head coach. But I mean, so if you throw that out, I don't know, you probably shouldn't throw that out. Uh, You should take each case individually and and look at the merits and everything. But the point was, is there was uh, a long leash given to Harbaugh. So there might be one more year, but when Michigan plays a game like they played tonight, there's no way that you could continue on with. I mean, so me even saying it here sounds ridiculous. I mean, if you're watching this, you say, you sound ridiculous. Yes, I do sound ridiculous. I realize that. And they have to know that in in everybody that would be a Jawan Howard supporter, Juwan Howard himself has to know it would be ridiculous uh, to retain him, you know, with the team playing like this. I mean, there's one thing about getting blown out. I mean, Michigan was supposed to lose. I mean, the odds makers had it at 17 and a half. But when you get run off the floor by 32, you know, that's that's different. And so that's what's going on. And I think what can be some of the punctuation marks About moving on, if there's going to be any kind of debate, and again, after tonight, I don't think anybody's saying, Oh, yeah, you know, Juwan Howard, maybe get him some, you know, no, uh, no bright sides, you know, nothing going on. Uh, I I know watching the game, Robbie, Robbie Hummel, the former Boilermaker, was like, Well, Juwan, boy, the team hits the offensive glass hard, you know, they're hitting the offensive glass hard, according to Hummel, in a 32 point loss, but. Michigan in their remaining home games, if they're just getting uh, if they get wiped, run off their own floor, and there's already when you have a, a lopsided poor record like Michigan does, the the crowd doesn't show up. They come disguised as empty seats. That is a very uh, strong message to. Anybody like the athletic director or the president that's watching, I'm not, you know, like, this is not me saying, oh, stay away or anything. It just will happen. You've been around long enough. You know how it goes in in winter sports. And, you know, some people will uh, say they dog Michigan or Michigan fans, Michigan basketball fans. You know, Southeast Michigan sports fans, and I'm going to include Michigan fans in there, I'm going to include Detroit sports fans, kind of one and the same. I like that if the team isn't good, you know, like, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, showing up and rooting for the team. I get that part. There's also a part about if you have a team out there that is, um, is underachieving and it just is not entertaining you at all. You know, this isn't like back in the day, you know, like back in the day, you might not really have anything else to do. You got, let's go watch Michigan basketball and support them no matter what. That's not the way it is anymore. Now you've got a hundred teams. You got a hundred things that you can watch on TV. You got a hundred things that you can do uh, for entertainment, you know, outside from, uh, you know, from whatever concerts, movies, other teams, other sports, anything. So you're not going to get the die hard like let's just go and support him any way it goes. All right, that's enough. I'm not going any longer on that. You hear it. You know what's going on. And um you know here's Thomas talking about Brian Dutcher, next men's Michigan basketball coach. Um I am going to say no. I don't think Dutcher uh, will be in the running. Now, that's my own personal opinion. Uh, Dutcher, who took the, his uh, San Diego State team to the National Championship game last year, so uh, a pretty good coach, right? But uh, I do think, even though it is water under the bridge, hey, the Fab Five was in the house to, you know, two weeks ago, not even two weeks, what? Uh, what are we sitting here on uh, Tuesday? A week ago, Monday, the Fab Five for the first time was uh, was under the roof. I, I think Dutcher is, um, you know, is still under the spectrum, spectra, uh, um, under the 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 black cloud that was the Ed Martin scandal. I still think that myself. That's myself personally. Having you know been around that long, I know like bygones be bygones. Hey, let's have everybody back. I just I'm I'm saying that Dutcher is not going to be included uh, in any kind of coaching search uh, at Michigan. The old blues uh, would not have it, but you know he did have a fabulous year a season ago. I think you know starting to put together. Uh, I, I did say recently that I would have. Uh, a uh, a short list, a long list. Uh, Thomas, I'm going to put Dutcher on the list that I'm going to come up with with uh, with Mich- with Michigan's next game. Oh, I can't talk here on this uh, this Tuesday night. Speaking of that upcoming schedule, let's uh, look at it. And that's brought to you by the Maze and Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball, which you can hear three times a week on this very feed that you're watching. Or listening to right now, that means tomorrow. Oh, well, everybody's on Jim Harbaugh watch. We'll see what happens by two o'clock tomorrow. But what I was saying about putting together that list Saturday after Saturday's game, I will I'll have more than one name with uh than Dutcher on there. So Thomas, thank you for that. The upcoming schedule, yeah, Michigan back in action. Uh, A 5 o'clock game at uh, the Chrysler Center. The Iowa Hawkeyes coming in. And then look out. A week from tonight, a late one in East Lansing. Michigan going up to take on Michigan State for the first time this year. That's one that uh, gets everybody's uh, uh, blood flowing a little bit more than it you know, my otherwise, I like this one's going on the list, too. Jay Wright. Now, look, Account 22, if you could tell me, the first thing that when I put Jay Wright, when I think of Jay Wright, I think Jay Wright's comfortable in his sharp suits, and he doesn't want to play the NIL game and the way the game is gone. He's comfortable where he's at. And that's my first thought, but I don't know that for sure. That's just what a lot of people say. Uh, he's comfy on the, you know, the the CBS desk, you know, for co- Maybe that's true. But maybe a, a, you know, big contract, you know, could lure him out of retirement. I like it. I like um, the idea of Jay Wright. He will definitely be on that list and certainly you know you want them hey you want to make a splash you want to get people uh, uh excited if the season continues to go in the trajectory that it's going like you know straight down the straight off the cliff or straight down the t- whatever it's going it's going bad and you know we start talking about names uh I can't think of anybody being uh, on the list higher, if we're just dreaming, than uh, Jay Wright. Henry also looking at the the Drake coach. So there we already got just uh, with people coming in here. We get, we get a couple, you know, sitting out there. Sure, there's going to be some other guys. We'll look into that. Uh, I'll look into that. What about Beeline? What did I miss? Yeah, I I think it's Beeline's age is what it would be with Beeline. I believe he still lives in Ann Arbor. So uh, with with John Beeline, I think does John Beeline, would you put, if you're making a long list of making a short list, I might say, eh, the age of John Beeline. But look, you know, 70s to do 50 or something. I don't know. Putting John Beeline's name on a list doesn't sound that bad to me either, actually. The Indiana State Coach, Henry. Henry's got a Henry's got his own list going. Henry, I will I will look at the list. We'll see about all of those names. We'll think about them and we'll talk about it on a Saturday. The long and short of it with Michigan record-wise, they fall to 7-12 on the season. They are now 2-6 in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Purdue, Zach Eady, the big fella, uh, he had 26. He was not the game-high scorer. That went to Lance Jones, who messed around 27 points on Michigan as uh, the Boilers almost got to a bill, scoring 99 99- Points uh, 17 and 2. The only two losses this year for the Boilers at Northwestern in the Big Ten opener. They also lost at Illinois. Those are the two losses. They'll be looking to avenge those. The number two team in the country. They looked every bit of it against Michigan tonight as the final was 99 to 67. Purdue wins over Michigan. Talk with you tomorrow at 2 o'clock on this feed for basketball fans. We're after every Michigan basketball game. We will be here, and we'll see how they fare back at home against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Until then, thanks for watching. Enjoy your night.